Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! Like the man says, let's go with two hours of Birds 365 right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. You got your boys, the Macros, Jody McDonald, and John McMullen hanging with you for the next two hours as we start to edge closer to Sunday night football between the 5-0 and Philadelphia Eagles and the 4-1 and Dallas Cowboys showdown on Sunday night. Uh, yeah, can't get here quickly enough, but we'll help you get prepped for it, ready for it over the next couple of days. Johnny Mac, uh, still more than three days away before we actually get to see the Eagles and the Cowboys on the field. But we did see some guys on the practice squad yesterday, or at least it was rumored that we saw them because they put out a tentative injury release walkthrough here in Philadelphia. Uh, but this has actually been pretty accurate if you judge by the first five weeks. Uh, and some pretty good news for Eagle fans because the uh, injured list, although not fully participant, you did see guys back out there on the field for the Eagles. Yeah, always a good sign. And as you mentioned, they scaled back to a walkthrough, so it was an estimation. But basically, everybody was out there except for Josh Job, who who showed up with a shoulder injury. You know, rookie uh, backup corner, been a big part of of the special teams coverage. Um, he's the is that, only is that a one... good thing or a bad thing these days? Um, yeah, well. The special teams has been he's been one of the key guys but yeah take that as how you want to obviously it hasn't been a great unit as a whole um and that's pretty good so but i mean it, it's evident they want the offensive line as healthy as as possible for this particular game and they should because if the cowboys have a path to beating the eagles it's going to be probably with the pass rush and 
creating turnovers. And um, the easiest way to do that is to get Mike Micah Parsons unleashed. Uh, but he didn't practice, by the way, although all indications from Dallas are he's going to play in the game and they're being cautious with him. Um, you know, unleashing him and Demarcus Lawrence and creating turnovers and Trevon, uh, Trayvon Diggs has been an Eagles killer in his early career. Boy, that guy's got four interceptions against the Eagles already. He just got here. And he's got two, uh, three. In, in one game, he had four passes defended. In another game, he had three passes. He's just killed the Eagles. So that's, you know, but it's interesting, Jody, because if you look at last year, it's done a complete 180. It really has. The Cowboys were the explosive team. And the Eagles had the small margin of error to get to a win. They had to play the right way. They had the game managed. They couldn't turn the football over. And, you know, the first game, Trayvon Diggs took one back 59 yards. This time, it's the exact opposite. The Eagles are the explosive team. And the Cowboys have to play game manager with Cooper Rush. And they got to figure out how to turn the football over and maybe make a couple splash plays that way. And they have the small path to get to a victory. So it's interesting how quickly things change in the NFL. And uh, the Cowboys with their own injury report, Dak Prescott did not participate. He was on the field. He threw the football some. He was not considered a participant in practice. And even their head coach had to come out yesterday and said, as of now, they are preparing Cooper Rupch to be the starting quarterback here in Philadelphia. Cooper Rush is 4-0. His quarterback ranking is not bad. He's in the top half of the National Football League, not in the top five or top ten, but he is in the top half. He has played efficient football. Are the Eagles in a better way because they're going to be facing Cooper Rush, or are the Cowboys actually more of a chance to win because their no, quarterback is going to start? No. The Cowboys are, you know, I give Cooper Rush all the credit in the world, but no, just what I said. It, it's, it, you know, I always talk about good quarterbacks and great quarterbacks, and what they do is they increase the margin of error. And in lesser quarterbacks, you have to play a certain way. And the Cowboys deserve credit because they've been able to scale back. And as I said, whatever term you want to use, game manager, you know, they got to take care of the football. They can't make mistakes. They probably got to play from the lead all these things and it it, it it you know if you get down 17 nothing the game's over period end of sentence you know and that you could argue it's over anyway with Dak Prescott but you're more explosive with Dak Prescott there's more opportunities for slip-ups and you, you can recover a little bit with Cooper Rush man you got to be you got to be on your p's and q's and and it makes it much more difficult for the Cowboys. And if you disagree with that, I know Cowboy fans certainly will because they want to dream the dream and they want to point to the fact that Cooper Rush is 4-0 and uh, 5-0 in his career. Uh, but one of the things that I lean on, right, wrong, or indifferent, and I've been doing so for years, long before the evolution of ease, easy national betting, that uh, most of the states in the union have the ability to take bets and put an app right there on the phone and you can uh, bet any place, anytime, anywhere. I I've been using this going back to when the only places 
here in the United States, you could bet where Vegas, Atlantic City, and at your corner uh, pub that you did back in the corner, uh, exchanging envelopes because you weren't supposed to be doing it <laughs> out in public, the wagering line. Do you know what this game opened at, John, on Sunday night after the Eagle game and the Cowboys games were over and done with? They put out an opening line on the next week. Some places put it out like days in advance, but yeah. they use Sunday night as the demarcation of what the line opens up at. Do you know what the line opened up at? I get the emails, but no, I don't remember. Uh, I don't pay that close at, attention. At Philly, Eagles at home, the Eagles were a one-point favorite. That's it. The Eagles what? were a point choice. The line opened this week with the Eagles a one-point favorite. Well, that's, that's something's wrong with that. Well, what? Here, here's what it was. We didn't know if Dak Prescott was going to be able to play. But even if he was going to play, that's, that's it, doesn't that strike opened, you as... I checked it just before I came on the air. It opened at minus one. It has climbed, rightfully so, to the Eagles minus six, or in some places, minus six and a half. That's what the line should be. But the cha- you never see it. A line moves a point or two, key injury, blah, blah. five and a half points. It opened at the Eagles minus one. So the only thing I can read into that was the possibility that Dak Prescott could play. And as we've gotten to Thursday before a Sunday night kickoff, it's climbed as high as it has because it's pretty obvious now that it's going to be Cooper Rush. That's where the line should be. I hope some EO fans got in at minus one if it was posted at that and you were able to grab a hold of that because that's a hell of a line for you to get if you believe the Eagles are going to win the game, which I do. Um, but that that's how much at least Vegas thinks of Dak Prescott and the upgraded quarterback if he were to jump back in instead of Cooper Rush. Well, it is, I, you know, that's a crappy line. I got I got to criticize, uh, and not often, they usually get it right. But, I mean, that would be, even if Dak Prescott plays, now it should be lesser. Obviously, it should, you know, should be less. But, you know, three points generally is what you get for home field. Uh, I would say, Four-point favorite, maybe, Eagles. Give them an extra point because they're the better team. But then you add in the fact that if he did play, he's coming in with barely any prep. He's coming in with rust, and he's probably not going to be a typical Dak Prescott. Boy, yeah, I hope people got in with that number because that number is awful. And the other thing that may have played it, this does play into it from time to time because uh, you get immediate reaction. The Eagles coming in, sneaking away with a victory out of Phoenix with Matt Amendola missing a um, very makeable field goal that could have sent the game to overtime. And the Cowboys with an impressive upset win over the defending champion Rams in a game that really wasn't close in the fourth quarter. Sometimes there's an overreaction to what you've just seen. Uh, remember what you've seen most recently uh, and then the line adjusts itself thereafter because people rightfully handicapped the entire season. Uh, that's the only other thing I can think of as to why the line would have been as obnoxiously as Yeah, I, I mean there's also you know, I would, I always joke there's certain teams in, in football, it's the Cowboys and they're always just always a little bit yeah, a little bit more people think a little bit more of them than they really are you know it's the Yankees in baseball it's um the Celtics in basketball when they're good um yeah, Notre Dame in football there's those certain teams that 
I don't know what you want to call it, but they they just have a little bit overblown because of their reputation. They're a magnet for money, and you are you are right on, and you named the correct teams, and the Cowboys are probably the most nationally bet team uh, in the entire uh, league. Um, so we're still four days away from the game actually being played. We, we noted that the Eagles had a lot of guys out there in limited fashion yesterday, estimated injury report. Uh, but it looks like the offensive line should be all good to go, which is a major key in this game because, uh, John, I'll go on record and say this is the best defense the Eagles have faced so far this year. They are 5-0, and oh, and you can't complain with the results, yeah. but they will be tested more this week uh, offensively against the Dallas Cowboy defense because this is the best defense they've played all year. Yeah, I, I agree with that uh, for a couple reasons. One, um, there's a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. I mentioned a couple of them starts with Micah Parsons, obviously, but also Demarcus Lawrence. We know, although Lane Johnson has kind of owned Demarcus Lawrence over the years, so that's a positive for the Eagles. Trayvon Diggs, though, has owned the Eagles, as I mentioned. Uh, he's only been here for two years. This is his third year, but he is he's got four interceptions against the Eagles. Um, uh, he has dominated. Um, and, and the positive there is Jalen Hurts is taking care of the football. So we'll see how that uh, that works out. But, yeah, I, you know, Nick Sirianni, I asked him about digs yesterday, and he brought up uh, Malik Hooker as well because they had Indianapolis. He's playing really well. Um, you know, former first-round pick who got injured and is starting to play like it. Um Donovan Wilson, I think, is one of the more underrated safeties in this league. If people don't know him, Dorrance Armstrong's playing well. And then, that, you know, speaking of former first-round picks, they have Dante Fowler, who, you know, never lived up to the billing. And he's I'm not going to sit here and say he's a great player. And he just plays pretty much now as a pass rusher, but you know, with him on the field with Parsons and Lawrence, it all of a sudden becomes, you know, instead of a guy who's getting double, he never sees a double team. And he's just in that role. He's been really good. And, and Dan Quinn, I mean, he's one of the best defensive coordinators in football. It's interesting to me, you know, people talk about the Eagles coordinators and all the interest they're going to be getting and, when Matt Rule got fired, Shane Steichen was number three. We're talking about betting markets already. Um, and if he continues on, we know Jonathan Gannon already had three head coaching interviews. The Cowboys coordinators, you know, Dan Quinn was number two in that list to replace Matt Rule. It was Sean Payton, Dan Quinn, Shane Steichen. Uh, Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator, he's one of those guys who people think is going to be a head coach in this league. It's interesting because John Fossil might be the best special teams coordinator. Um, you know, a lot of people don't have respect for Mike McCarthy for whatever reason. They they probably have the the best group of coordinators in the NFL, the Cowboys. And I, oh, I by the say. way, uh, Eagle fans. Your record against Mike McCarthy. You can have all the opinions you want on Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy couldn't advance with Brett Favre. Mike McCarthy hasn't won a playoff game since he got to Dallas. Yeah, there are a lot of things that point to Mike McCarthy not getting the job done. Here's one thing he's done. He's beaten the Eagles. 
when he was with Green Bay, since he's gotten to Dallas, he's got a winning record against Philadelphia. So uh, well, he's got he, a winning record. He's one of those guys. He's got a winning record against everybody. I mean, he's one of those guys who you're right. I mean, it all comes down to, and we, we kind of saw it with Andy Reid in Philadelphia for many years. I mean, everybody in the industry kind of knew well, Andy's a really good coach, but he got a lot of criticism here because he couldn't get over the hump. Um, and win the Super Bowl, and he still gets a lot of criticism because he's only got one, Jody. I I was looking it up. I I forget. It's nine or ten. Um, ten win seasons for Mike McCarthy. Now, you know, I say the same thing with Matt Lafleur. All right, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with the quarterback, but um, you know, he won twelve games last year before. Um, the disappointment in playoffs. And look, they should have won that game. They were the better team. They were the home team. Um, they should have won the football game. They didn't play well. But I don't know. For everybody saying Mike McCarthy's the worst coach, I, I, mean, it, it, I mean, the guy's got 147 NFL wins. He's got to. He's got to know something. I. I. You know. I. And and the coordinators, as I mentioned, that's part of it. You know, that's part of it. Now, Jerry Jones will spend money uh, for coordinators more than most owners, so he deserves credit as well. But this is a good coaching staff. It really is. Agreed. And I don't know that the Eagles will win this game purely because they outcoach the Dallas Cowboys. That'll be a tough task. I think it's two evenly matched coaching staffs going mano a mano on Sunday night. All right, uh, J-Mac, J-Mac, you got your Mac Mac guys here on Birds 365. We got two good guests coming your way. Uh, first up, we're going to talk to our bud, Scott Grayson, uh, sports anchor on Fox 29, host of uh, Props and Locks on their uh, Friday night. Get you ready for the upcoming Gridiron weekend. Uh, Scotty's been on with us before. He'll join us again coming up next. And then in hour number two, Mikey Miss. Mike Pisanelli, part of the Eagle pregame show here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, Mikey Miss going to jump in on hour number two. So we got two good guests coming your way. Your job is to stay right where you're at here on Birds 365. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. 
First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save in Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Joining the stream here on Birds 365. You got your Mega Mac guys along with our bud, sports anchor and host of Props and Locks on Fox 29. He stays kind of busy on Sundays. So we got him here on a Thursday morning with us, Scott Gratian up on Birds 365. Scott, it's only Thursday. Doesn't yes. it feel like it should be like Friday or Saturday that they should be kicking this damn game off in about 24 hours? I'll, I'll tell you, it's been an emotional week for everyone, right? I mean, we all stayed up late last night with that rain delay, watching the Phillies, and uh, all along, you know, you've got this one waiting for you at the end of the week, and it's the night games. So you're going to go through all Sunday waiting for it. Uh, ah, don't remind me of the I, night game aspect, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's uh, but it's I mean, it's a huge. It's what a week. I mean, yeah, it's all you can say is what a week to be a, a Philly fan. Uh, yeah, and, and you you mentioned the Phillies, Scott. In in a way, does that kind of help? the Eagles a little bit less uh, microscope on this game than typical for especially Cowboys Eagles Sunday night football? I, I would think so. Um, I, I mean, obviously the attention is devoted to the Philly and as the team comes home now and you look at a home game Friday and Saturday, I think sure the media attention is going to be more focused on that uh, up until we get to Sunday and then this is this is it. I mean, I would think unless there's a game five, you're talking about this and and you know, I, I think what we learned about the Eagles last week, they showed me something last week, right? We were all talking a little bit about watch out. This could be a trap game, that whole thing. Um, my thing was, let's see how focused they are on staying on on the Cardinals. And they got the Cardinals' best shot. When you're undefeated, you're going to get everybody's best shot. And they did. And they stayed focused enough to, to ultimately win the game. You could say Kyler Murray with half a brain cell maybe does something different at the end of the game. <laughs> uh, you know, it worked out in their favor. But um, – they, to me, did not overlook the Cardinals. I don't think they did, and, and I think that showed me that this team, even with everything going on with the Phillies, will obviously remain focused on the task at hand and knowing that, uh, I mean, you really shouldn't have to get yourself up for this game. It's the Cowboys. Yeah, this, is game game. This, this is not a trap game. This is not a trap game, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah that's not part of this week's conversation. All right, since you went there, let me go uh, step back before we step up with the Cowboys. The thing that, uh, from the time the game in, I was thinking it, and then said it here on Bird 365 on Sunday, most important and impressive thing about the Eagles' win on Sunday was when they needed to, they went to the back pocket, pulled out the trump card of, we'll run the ball right down your throats. 17 plays, take almost eight minutes off the clock. That is a real nice thing to have, something that you can lean on when necessary. They would prefer to be a more wide open offense and have balance and everything else. But when they need to, they can go, we've got the best offensive line in football. We're going to run down your throats and there's nothing you could do about it. Does that play into this week's game? Are we looking at a similar type game? Because both of these teams can run the football and the Eagles haven't been great at stopping the run either, which means the Cowboys, you know, are going to come in and try and do this. How much of this is going to be a grinded out game, Scott? I think you're right. I think it will be that way, especially in the second half for whichever team is leading. I, I think what you saw the Eagles do is what they'd love to do in this game, right? Have another second quarter like they've done, have the lead going into locker room, and then really try to shorten the game a little bit in the second half, wear down the defense at the same time. Um, you know, I, you pointed it out, uh, this offensive line, uh, and they didn't have Mylotta in that game, uh, as well as you had Dickerson and Kelsey rotating in and out at times. Uh, with injury and with coming back from it. So, you know, they weren't 100% uh, by the end of that game. And so it was really impressive to me, Jody, as you pointed out, the way the offensive line basically said, we got mm. this, just follow us. We'll keep moving the chains. Um, and, and I think as you look ahead to this game, I think you're right. I think the first half is going to be about trying to get the lead and then trying to suffocate the opponent in the second half. And I think both teams are capable of potentially doing that, which is why it puts a premium on the Eagles to, you know, again, play with the lead. Uh, when you play with the lead, you've shown that you are very tough to give up the lead against. Um, and and the impressive thing was to me, the way that they've won these games, they've done it in different ways every week. And last week, they were faced with a situation where they had a tie game. They went down, took a ton of time off the clock, as you said. You want to see that drive end with a touchdown. We all would say that. But they got the field goal and ultimately won the game. So you, you say, great, you got out of Arizona with a win. I, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm with you, Scott, except that's number two. When I look at the Eagles, the most impressive things to me, you just mentioned one of them. Not only are they unbeaten, they've won different ways, which tells you a lot. But even more impressive to me is the Eagles constantly talk about two statistics to the point where both Nick Sirianni, Jonathan Gannon, Shane Steichen, all three, I've said the only two statistics that lead to winning that matter are turnover differential and explosive plays. And, you know, kind of obvious with turnovers, but the explosive play part, they lead the NFL. I think they're tied now with uh, the Jets, by the way, explosive passing plays. I think they're still number one overall. Good for the Jets, by the way, Jody. Um, in, in, the turnover differential, they're number one. Typically, when you take care of the football, you're not generating a lot of explosive plays. The Eagles have been able to do both, which which is it it blows my mind. And this this is the biggest test yet because I was mentioning before you came on, Trayvon Diggs has killed the Eagles. Four interceptions, pick six. Micah Parsons on the other side. If they can take care of the football here, there's no way the Cowboys can keep up with them. Is you there? Would, 
You would think so. I think you laid that out very well. I think, you know, what has worked for the Eagles is, and they got a big turnover against the Cardinals um, early in that game, uh, which it just helps set the tone, right? Like, we're going to be here. We're going to be in your face. We're going to harass you. and We're going to take it away when you give us the chance. Um, you got Cooper Rush back there. I know everybody wants to talk about how well he's played, and he has. Um, he's trying to do the same thing, take care of that football. And with the Eagles, you look at that, John, I think you laid it out very well that that has been uh, impressive the way that Jalen has taken care of the ball and the Eagles have not fumbled it as running backs, which we've seen in the past or Dallas Goddard gets a nice gain and then fumbles it fighting for that last yard. That stuff hasn't happened. And that goes to discipline. I think that goes to coaching. Um, and certainly, you know, in that regard, the explosive plays you pointed out, I almost would say it's more like backbreaking plays. I mean, you look at that completion to Dallas Goddard. What did that do to the Cardinals defense? Uh, late in that game, right? Um, those kind of, and they've had several of them. There was one to Devontae Smith last week, and there've been every week, there've yeah. been those kind of 10 plus yard plays, or even Miles Sanders last week with a 12 yard run on first down. I mean, those kind of things will will just be back breaking plays to a defense that gets, oh, now this drive's going just like, you know, this or that. We didn't get off the field three and out, whatever. I mean, it, all that starts really weighing on a defense, I think. And so you, when you combine not giving it up and putting your defense in a hole, as well as saying we're also going to have these backbreaking plays occasionally when you think you're getting off the field. You may have us, you know, in third and 12, and then Jalen breaks the pocket, makes a completion like that. Backbreaking plays just takes a lot out of a defense. And I think that this team, as you pointed out, has done both those things very well through five games. All right. I'm playing a little devil's advocate here, just in case Eagle fans don't pick up on that. The Eagles are number one in the NFL in plus minus. Uh, plus nine at this stage. And as John just uh, relayed, that is a stat that the Eagle coaching staff puts a lot of emphasis on, which means they're getting their job done. Cowboys are number two. You got the top two teams in the National Football League at plus minus, which Trayvon Diggs is the kind of guy who's going to come up with a pick on the back end. But Cooper Rush, too, Mr. Game Manager, hasn't given the ball up. And he's not going to if the Cowboys are going to come in here and run the football. The Eagles right now are 25th in the NFL against the run in this kind of important category, uh, yards per uh, per rush. They're giving up five yards per rush right now. Now, some of those are because the other team is uh, trailing and you're not expecting them to run it, so you're leaning toward cover in the pass. But 25th in the league is not good anyway. You slice it. Do, should we fear the fact that they may just come in and try and do to the Eagles what the Eagles did to the Cardinals? We're going to try and run the ball down your throats. We believe that with Zeke and with Pollard that we can just keep the chains moving and go down the field that way and take time off the clock. How is uh, Jonathan Gannon going to pre prepare for this and not allow this happen Sunday night? That's a great point. And I think it's going to be one of those great chess matches to watch. Um, you're right. You know, you got to worry about them being able to do that. And what the Eagles, I think you, we're accurate in pointing out that some of that yardage has been late in the game when Gannon's just protecting the first down marker. So he'll give up a five yard run, for example. But um, I, I think overall, I don't know that the Cowboys have faced a front four or a defense like the Eagles have. Um, they've certainly had some lesser opponents. They played teams that, that we thought were going to be really good and that they have not been. Um, but that being said, they've done the job and they do have those two good backs. And, and you know, it's, they've done a great job of, I think, managing 
Um, you know, Zeke's the guy getting the paycheck. Pollard is the guy kind of getting more of the workload and Zeke's filling in where they need it to. And, and they've done a good job of managing those two guys. That's the challenge for Gannon, frankly, as you pointed out, is you got to stay out of those third and short situations. If you can do that and make Cooper Rush be the guy that beats you, I like the Eagles' chances in that kind of a formula. But um, if you allow them to get into third and three and, and everything's open in the playbook, you know, then you're at the mercy of trying to make those stops. And last week, I felt like the last couple weeks up until last week, the Eagles linebackers have done a pretty good job of tackling. Last week, they missed some plays. Yeah, And I don't know did. if some of that was, you know, yeah. and even Josh Sweat got back to Murray and didn't bring him down. Some of that's the elusive quarterback. Some of that's the running back. They were down to their, what, third, fourth running back? Uh, yeah. And they were still having trouble. You know, so, Benjamin was the last healthy running back, and he's yeah. the one who brought it in to tie the game. Uh, before Cameron Dicker became the special teams player of the week yeah. for a 23 yard field goal. Come on, people. 20, yeah. it, look, I love the kid. He's a great kid, but you got to make a 23 yard field goal. You do. You, in mean, this league, you better, or you're out yeah. here without a job for sure. Yeah. And um, Matt Amendola, well, that was 43, and he kicked that to New Mexico, as I said. It was so far right. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the great job by the broadcast crew, right? I mean, right before that, they showed you how many times in warm-ups he missed it to the yeah. right side. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, I think to kind of finish up that thought, you just look at what, what they've done, and, and that is a concern. They've got to be able to stop the run, especially I think you have to set that tone early in the game because we all know Mike McCarthy's not the greatest coach, and if they start, you know, you get them, show them that you can stop it early in the game, he may just scrap it. Uh, he's kind of crazy in that way. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I want to talk about the coaching staff because Jody and I were talking a little about that Mike McCarthy narrative. But before I get there, um, we'll know more today because they're actually going to practice. They have to practice one day on the field. Um, so we'll know more about Jordan Mylotta, Landon Dickerson. If it's Jack Driscoll uh, at left tackle um, again versus – Micah Parsons, because they're going to move them. Let's be honest. They move them all over the place, and they're going to see, oh, Jack Driscoll's out there? Right there, Micah. Or, you know, Cowboys starting a first-round pick, uh, Tyler Smith at left tackle against Josh Sweat. Who has the advantage there? That is a great question, because that's been in the back of my mind, too, right? This is one of those games you'd really love to have Jordan Mailata out there. Right? I mean, he's just a big man that has to be in a way for Micah to have to deal with. But um, I think the Eagles know if he's not 100%, then Parsons will still take advantage of him. That's a great matchup to watch. And like you pointed out on the other side, I think the Eagles are better suited to win that matchup, partly because they have a quarterback who can get out of harm's way if he feels Parsons coming through. Um, I, I mean, that's an advantage, but he's still got to get out of there and then be able to make a positive play or throw it away. Cooper Rush obviously isn't as mobile as Jalen Hurts, and I think you can look at a whole bunch of ways you could try to mismatch the Eagles. You can put a Hassan Reddick over there as well. You move him around. You've got um, – you know, the Eagles are just so well-built personnel-wise. When they see a hole on that offensive line, which the Cowboys have been trying to plug all season, even with Jason Peters – that now, you know, they realize they've got a big problem over there. And obviously the Eagles are going to realize it too. I think the advantage is more in the Eagles there if they can exploit that mismatch. And and you keep guys fresh, right? It's not just Josh Sweat. It's Reddick. It's you put Brandon Graham potentially. I mean, he, well, he stays on his side. But you've got guys you can put over yeah. there. 
yeah. um, to take advantage of that with fresh bodies and eventually you wear him down. I think, you know, that that'll be an interesting thing to watch because quarterback hits is also a thing you want to keep an eye on, right? The Eagles have gotten there, even when they don't get the sack, they get the hit. And if you can rough up rush a little bit with Dak out, you know, uh, you're only helping your chances. And I think that's, you don't want to get the Will Greer, Scott Grayson. (laughs) (laughs) I've covered him in college. I have respect. I know. But but, uh, yeah. (laughs) Scotty. uh, I remember having a conversation on WIP with a Cowboy fan before the season started. And one of the debates we were having was the best wide receiver on either of the two teams. And the Cowboy fan obnoxiously said, it's C.D. Lamb, and it's not even close. Now, that, by, by the way, can I jump in, Jody? Because preseason, I agreed. I thought C.D. Lamb was better. I was wrong. I was wrong. I, I said, I knew A.J. Brown was good. I didn't know how good. C.D. Lamb is a drop machine. Tremendously explosive, but he drops the football. Not even close. A.J. Brown's the better receiver. So I'm right. doing my... My my apologies to fair enough. Me. And uh, oh, by the way, Devontae Smith, who's number two here, who's got to share the wide receiver load with AJ Brown? Uh, who the hell is uh, CD Lamb sharing it with? Nah, Brown these days. Come on, uh, Noah Brown. Uh, Devontae has more yardage receiving than CD Lamb at this stage of the year. So yeah, the Eagles are the best offense that this good Dallas defense has played all year. Can they strike the balance? Can they get the proper balance? Last week, the whole, uh, we're going to throw wide receiver screens because we're afraid of the Cardinals coming with the blitz. Last week wasn't the Eagles' best effort at play calling as far as offense goes. Do you have faith that uh, they'll strike that perfect balance against the Cowboys this week? You know, it's interesting. You asked me that a year ago. We were still trying to figure out this coaching staff and, and, you know, how will they self-scout? How will they learn from week to week? What will they change? What will they adapt? I've gained a lot more respect for this coaching staff in that regard, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball to say, okay, what did we do last week? What do we need to do better here? And they're talking about, yes, A.J. Brown only had three catches last week, and they were all early. So they know they got to keep him involved. Devontae Smith, the one week, zero catches. What do they do? They go out and they give him involved. I think they've got to let this game really come to them and tell them what to do. I want to see the screens be part of it because I think that'll help keep Micah Parsons from pinning his ears back and trying to go after the quarterback. Just kind of maybe wait a second, see if that ball's coming out to the perimeter and try to be out there to make a play that way because we all know he's got a good nose for the ball. I also think you have to watch Trayvon Diggs and see well, which receiver is he taking – out of the game which one are they trying to take out of the game and say fine and you have to be willing I think in this game to say if they want to take Devontae Smith away that's fine we've got A.J. Brown Dallas Goddard you know you go down the line of, of guys that they can throw the ball to and that's fine I think you look at this offense and I agree with you they've got to stay balanced which means don't get away from the run and I think for the most part this team has done a pretty good job of staying balanced week to week to week and some of that I know it caught up with that last drive where they ran so much and it became more balanced by the end Uh, but that's all part of the game and I, I, I do have faith in this coaching staff to look at this Cowboys defense and see where they can try to stretch them out try to get some plays and make them have to respect what they can do the RPOs you know, but look, we've all talked about it too. And, and Nick is defensive. You got to be careful with Jalen Hurts and and these guys, the Cowboys, knowing they're going to see him again later in the season. 
I worry about those cheap shots, late hits that teams can take, even when he slides. Um, and I think they've got to be a little more concerned about that. Uh, Scott, we uh, you you intimated uh, something about Mike McCarthy that a lot of people intimate, and basically that he's not a very good football coach. Um, I want to push back on that. Uh, he's got 147. I, I just looked this up yesterday. 147 NFL wins. He's won 10 games nine times. Uh, he's been in the playoffs one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. He's got a Super Bowl. I told Jody he has put together the best coordinator staff in the NFL, Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore, John Fossil. Why do people think Mike McCarthy is a bad football coach? Well, I would counter that with saying if I had Aaron Rodgers. I, everybody I goes coach. to that. I go to that with Matt LaFleur, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you same, same. If you're being balanced and fair, Johnny Mac, you got to say the same yeah. thing. If you're judging Matt but, LaFleur, yeah, but Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but all right. I'm going to get the yeah, but he won 12 games last year with the Cowboys. That's true. Um, and they, they and look, they should have won the playoff game. They were the home team. They were the better team against San Francisco. It's very disappointing. I get Andy Reid vibes with when he was here with Mike McCarthy. And, you know, people say the same thing with Andy today. He's only got one. Mike's only got one. He's got one. I'd look at it the other way. He's got one. He does. Um, I, I don't get it. I, and and perhaps, and again, this is my reporter bias. Mike did our conference call. So, again, veteran coaches do the conference calls. Young coaches don't. Young coaches are awful. Uh, he does the, the conference call. He's an old school guy. But more than that, the coordinators. Dan Quinn is great. Kellen Moore is great. John Fossil is the best special teams coordinator in football. I don't know. I think he's a good coach, and I know people are going to kill me for that. I, what bugs me with him, and you're right about the coordinators. I don't know what's going on with my light here. Uh, you're right about the coordinators in the sense that um, I, I think all coaches are made by their coordinators. If they're not calling the plays themselves, really, you're judged by how good your or bad your coordinators are because you're either having to replace them in the middle of the season or you don't have to deal with questions about them because things are going well. One of the best things I think Nick Sirianni did was give up the play calling to Shane Steichen um, and allow himself to manage more of the overall team. That's where I get to Mike McCarthy. And I just, I have a lot of questions about his tactics, about his, um, you can't argue with the resume, as you pointed out, but I would say, give me Aaron Rodgers and I'll try to build a staff based on um, recommendations from people that are good. And I might go out and win 10 games. And, and you look at – and you're right. He had Dak Prescott last year taking the ball all over the place. They had a good offense. Um, Dan Quinn has been a great addition from the defensive side of the ball. I just think when, when it comes down to crunch time and game management at the end of the game, Mike McCarthy does some crazy, stupid stuff. Same um, as Andy, man. Same. I, I'm telling well, you, Andy, Andy, Andy has learned – I feel like Andy has gotten better over time. Mike McCarthy, you can almost argue, has almost gotten worse. And I, I, you know, and so that's where if, if it came down to crunch time, 
Um, last two minutes of the game, you have one timeout left, and you've got to manage the ball down the field to try to get a game-winning field goal. I would rather have Andy Reid over Mike McCarthy every day of the week. Yeah, there was that Seattle NFC Championship game when he was with Green Bay. That was, you know, one of the worst uh, game management situations. So I agree with that. There, look, he's made mistakes. Nobody's perfect, but no, I'll take 147 wins over <laughs> most of these guys. Most of them, you know, the Nathaniel Hackett's of the world. I'll I'll take it. Josh McDaniels, I'll take it. Oh yeah, there's. There's a lot of bad coaches in this league, and Mike McCarthy's not one of them. That's but all. But I think it's interesting you bring up the point though. He has one ring, so does Andy. It, when you look back at how these seasons unfold, um, nobody would have expected the Eagles would have gotten a ring when Carson Wentz got knocked out. Uh, was that coaching? Was that Foles? Was that the team rallying around? You have no, you know, we give credit, I think, sometimes to people falsely for oh yeah oh, rings yeah. yeah oh yeah. Um, not to say they don't deserve them, but they get a lot of the credit at times when I think there's other people who pulled a lot of the weight to get that team. Oh, yeah. The stars have to align to win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And that's why – and this is why I love Andy Reid. And to a certain extent, I give Mike McCarthy a lot of credit because I think the better coaches are the consistent ones. That you put you in a position to where the stars might align. Mm -hmm. and everything goes correctly. I think those are the truly, truly great coaches. But that's just my opinion. I hear you. I agree with your your standpoint. And, and the consistency speaks volumes, right? Ten wins, yeah. double-digit wins every year. That yeah. that doesn't happen by accident. Yeah. All right, Scott, uh, we know the Eagles are 5-0. and Of those five games, three have been played in opposing team stadiums but two of which you could probably call Eagle home games because there were as many Eagle fans in the arena as there were the opposition's fan base. So in any way you slice it, four out of five home games, two out of five home games, truth is it's only two. One of which was in a torrential downpour against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which might have put a little bit of a damper, pun intended, on the crowd. Uh, the Vikings Sunday night is the only true home game they've had so far. This one is supposed to be nice on Sunday night. Double-check the weather before the show started. 72 high for the day. Going to be in the 70s in the afternoon, which nice. means 60-ish around kickoff at 8 o'clock. No precipitation whatsoever. How rocking will the house be at Lincoln Financial come 8.20 on Sunday night? Add in a full day's worth of liquid courage into the fans. Wow. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, I, 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 you know, I've been telling my kids this week, you know, like you wait, you know, that stadium is going to be, you'll hear it through the, through the TV, but it still won't do it justice. And that's something that this team really needs to capitalize on, right? The crowd is your friend. They are at your advantage. They're going to make life difficult for the Cowboys offense to, you know, snap the ball without some false starts and things like that. Frankly, I'll be disappointed if there aren't a few of those that, that help you know, set the Cowboys back a little bit on, on some drives. This crowd needs to stay in the game. The Eagles need to keep them in the game. Uh, and if they do that, I think it's going to be very hard for Dallas to win this game. Um, and that's where you look at it. And you say sometimes home field may not matter yet. The Eagles have taken over home field from other teams on the road with their fans. This is one of those times, look, you got to go back down to Dallas and they're going to have that place, you know, probably rock in the way they do. Um, 
you got to own this here. And these fans need to step up. They need to be ready to come to that game uh, and make themselves, you know, to borrow the the phrase from Seattle, the 12th man. I mean, you got to make yourselves loud and that yeah. crowd should be great, especially, especially if the Phillies happen to somehow get by the Braves. Well, are we going to get a Phillies chant at an Eagles game now? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, right? It's yeah. not going to not You get Eagles chants at Phillies games yeah. all the time. I oh, think, yeah. Probably won't take long for Eagles chants to break out at Flyers games this year. So if there are anybody in the stands to do it, but, you know. At S. Grayson Fox 29, you see him there. Follow him on Twitter. Watch him on Procs, props and locks. I was going to give you a lock, Scott Grayson. Yes. And my lock was someone somewhere was going to take Jason Peters' comments, bleeping idiots, out of context uh, when talking about those fans, the Eagles fans that you were just talking about that have to take over this game. Are you surprised? I haven't seen it yet. Are you surprised no one has taken bleeping idiots out of context from uh, Jason Peters? Well, that might be partly because of the Phillies. Everybody's paying attention. <laughs> out early. Uh, but, you know, it's funny you brought that up. And I kind of was, was I was getting ready to come on. I was like, I bet that's going to come up today uh, with, with one of you yeah. guys. And it was you. Uh, the I had to read that. I have not seen yeah. did it on camera. I had to read yeah. that comment like three times, frankly, to understand what he was trying to say. Because the first time I read it, I thought, oh, wow, it didn't take him long to put that star on his helmet and turn against <laughs> this fan base. <laughs> and then I read it again and I thought, wait a minute. He I was being he, nice. I think he's Jason Peters that. Yeah. 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 So, he was being endearing. Yeah, and I think he's in a tough spot, right? How do you how do you yeah. put that star on your helmet after being here and doing what you did here and then having to answer questions about this without offending one side or the other? And you got to make sure you've got a little bit of an edge to you in Dallas so they don't throw the the, yeah. the card. Well, Jason head. doesn't have to worry because nobody's going to Well, he's say, big enough to defend yeah, himself. Nobody's going to say, you know what, to Jason. Yeah. yeah. Eagles yeah. fans no. aren't going to say, you know what, to Jason if they see him. No, all right. That's what's Scotty. Scotty, I'm gonna lean into props and locks as well with my last question. Sure. It's 8:17 if they're supposed to kick off at 8:20, and the captain set out to the middle of the field. And the referee flips the coin and the cowboys call it incorrectly because the visiting team gets the call. So cowboys say tails and it's heads, or cowboys say heads and it comes up tails, which means the Eagles will have the choice. Is it a stone-cold lock that Nick Sirianni will defer and give the Cowboys the ball first, whereas the Cowboys can actually run the ball a little bit, and I don't know, you want to test the Eagle defense right away? Or will Nick say, give us the football? This is the best offense you've seen all year, Dallas, and we're about to show it to you. So we'll take the ball and march it down the field first to start this game. Tell me, it's not a lock that Nick Sirianni will defer just because Nick Sirianni always defers? It's it's a great question, right? And and I, I think it goes to – see, I don't it, – it's a great question. I, I, I would like – I'm of the, the, the mindset that you've got the fans jacked up. Your best side – well, I was going to say their best – uh, thing has been their offense but their defense gets the player of the of the week every week almost and yeah you, know, they, week. They, you could argue that you know i think he really loves having that first possession coming out of halftime so if i had to bet on it i yeah. would say they oh. defer it, it, it let me help scott it's yeah, a lock please. they're deferring it is a lock uh, 
You don't he think that he would he loves he to kill me? He knows, he knows I want to take the no. football and he predicts no. the uh, defense first every single week no. and he wins like 19 out of every 20 times. Yeah. So your hope then, Jody, is that the Cowboys win the toss. Cowboys win the toss, Eagles get the ball because the Cowboys incorrect. No, but if I were the Cowboys, I might play it. I would way. take the ball if I were the Cowboys. This is a perfect example of, look, I would defer if I'm the Eagles because it's Cooper Rush. I don't give a flying, give him the football and try to sandwich the scores in the the second uh, second quarter, third quarter. Um, this is a yeah, game where the that, Eagles Which side defer. of the ball is better for the Cowboys? Uh, defense. Defense. Well, don't, yeah. don't you want to put your better? Uh, no, because I'm going to shorten the game because they're not as explosive. So I, I want to go on and eight-minute drive to start the game if I'm the Cowboys. And so you guys, the game. It's funny. You guys are putting out there almost like the key to the game is yeah. the coin toss. <laughs> it might Starts be. Starts right away before be. you ever come well, back. Well, what's her name will have sung by the time they flip the coin. You know, and, and, and Tampa last year, the Eagles made a big mistake. They should have taken the football. Um, and But this is a different Eagles team. They're so explosive. Um Top two, their number two offense, number four defense. Cooper Rush, give him the football here. Let, let me throw it. some of you guys. Because how crazy is it we're sitting here five weeks in and the best division in football is yeah, the NFC. That is crazy. Oh, yeah. And not only that. when you the look AFC at West schedule, is terrible. The, uh, when you look at the Eagles' schedule, their toughest, their four toughest games are most likely the Cowboys and Giants. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, the Packers I looked at as yeah, being a big game, got, but now the Daddy Packers going to back the pack. He's not yeah. going to give up on them that easily. I'm, I'm not. I, I, you know, and the Giants, not the week to do it because the Giants just beat the Packers. But I think the Packers will be more difficult than the Giants. They tend to get better as the season goes on, and I, I agree with you. I think the Giants are a little bit of a fraud, but we'll. You got to give them credit. They're four and one. Yeah. All right, but watch out this week because the Packers yes. have the Jets. Yes. Yes. Jets. 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 Watch out! If the Jets beat the Packers next week, I'm going to be giving McMullen such a hard time. Well, the Packers, the, 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 the Packers might stink. I mean, I I don't believe in Matt Lafleur. You know, they're not. Right, but Aaron Rodgers cures all wounds, according to well, you. Well, yeah, but he's getting older. You know, um, no one likes him. Uh, <laughs> you know, his own teammates. So who knows? It might be eventually it ends for everybody, even Aaron Rodgers. You can even you Scott can, Grayson you, on Birds 365, unfortunately. You, you can thank me later when the Jets have softened up the Packers for the Eagles in week number 11. The Eagles <laughs> don't need it, they don't need any softening up. They, they might not. Yeah. All right, Scotty Grayson, great stuff. Always a pleasure whenever you come on. Give our uh, buddies over there with Fox tw- at Fox 29 with you our regards. Thanks for jumping in today. Oh, I love talking with you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Grayson. Sports anchor at Fox 29 and host of Props and Locks. It's a lock, today. Jody. Defer. Oh, I know it's a lock. I'm just going to – sometimes you just keep digging. Even when you know you're digging at a hole that you're probably never going to get out of, you feel the need to Gotta keep stop. Digging. Put down the shovel. I'm Put not putting down the shovel. It, it should be. I'm not saying it will be. And track record is track record, and track record is overwhelming. It should be an individual decision every single week. I agree you with you, but this week it's easy. It, it's easy. Yeah, you see, give I the disagree with you. the Cooper Rush. Just, I disagree with you. I want to uh, – 
No, I want to take the ball. The week, my offensive line again. Your vaunted defense, your now heralded defense. Maybe your slightly overrated defense. I'm bringing Ooh. my offense out, out here and run, going right down the field and putting a quick seven on you. Oh, those, those are fighting words. Overrated defense. I think this might be the best defense in the NFL. In the Dallas entire Cowboys. NFL? I think well, it might be. Well, then live up to the challenge, Nick Sirianni. Say, I want the football. Let me go against the best defense in the NFL, according to John McMullen. Let me take the football. Yeah, I haven't looked. Right I haven't looked. I know they're ranked seventh. I haven't looked. But, you know, it it's in the conversation. I'm not saying it is, but it's right. in the no, conversation. I, I surely agree with that. Um, yeah. Both the Eagles and the Cowboys are in the conversation as one of the best defenses in the NFL. All right, we'll keep the conversation going here on Birds 365. Come back a couple more things. I want to run by Johnny Mac. One of them won't be, will they or won't they defer? Because, yeah, we already know the answer to that. If Nick Sirianni wins, if the Cowboys lose the coin toss, the Eagles will be uh, giving the ball to Dallas first. Uh, a couple other things I do want to touch on before we get Mikey Miss up here with us. Mike Missinelli, one of the co-hosts of the Jacob Media Post Game Show, live from Oceans. They'll be down there on Sunday night after the Cowboys and the Eagles. But Mikey Miss will join us coming up about 25 minutes from now. Stick around. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens. 
Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. McMullen and Johnny McDonald here with you on Birds 365. The countdown is on to Sunday night football when the Eagles and the Cowboys will do battle at Lincoln Financial Field. The 5-0 and uh, Eagles and the 4-1 Cowboys. You got to give them props. They're 4-1. Yeah. They lose their opener to Tampa Bay. <laughs> didn't play well. Dak Prescott didn't play well. Gets hurt at the end of the game. And Cooper Rush has come in and won four straight games. I know he's wow. He hasn't wowed me at all, but uh, the uh, Dallas defense has, and that's why they're four and one. So this is a major showdown, not just because it's Eagles Cowboys, not just because it's an NFC East showdown, but these are two better teams in the national football league facing off. Yeah. The biggest game this week, sorry to say Eagle fans is the bills and the chiefs. Cause that's a rematch from last year, the controversial ending, uh, the whole overtime thing, but easily the second best game nationally is Cowboys and Eagles. So uh, they will get the big spotlight on Sunday night, uh, which the Eagles can once again shine in and go to 6-0. and All right, J-Mac, I uh, got a specific, specific strategy question for you for the game Sunday night. Um, this is a trick question, and I'll uh, apologize it for you ahead of time. Maybe you do know it uh, right off the top of your head. Receiving yards... By the Philadelphia Eagles through five games this year out of the backfield. How many yards do you think they got? Not many. Um, I don't know. Um, let's see. Sanders. Game well. Uh, Boston, maybe 120, somewhere in that range. How does 64 sound? Yeah, that's bad. That's 64 bad. yards received yeah, by their backs. This I year. think I'm, 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 you know, Jody, you know, I've been talking about this since the summer. Kenny Gainwell did not look good in the summer at all. I mean, at all. And that has kind of manifested itself. I, you know, if anybody was going to get receiving yards in the backfield, it was going to be Gainwell. Right. You know, he's not, he's not relevant. He's not playing well. So in miles is, Miles has done a little bit better than I would have thought. What's Miles got? He's got most of that, right? He's got two thirds of it. Yeah. Uh, Miles has 41 yards. Yeah. Kenny I thought he had a little bit more than that. 21 um, yards. Yeah. And Boston Scott has one catch for two yards. Yeah. So that's it. That, that all three guys combined have 64 yards in receiving in five games. Do that math. That's less than 13 yards. A game, That's but I'm not- gonna, I'm, I, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna revert with who cares. I mean, th- this is a second ranked offense. I mean, a lot of it is, a lot of it is, and I talked about this as well. What, why, why would you dump it off to a running back to get five, six yards when your quarterback can 
get 12, 13 yards in a, in a scramble. That's part of it. Um, oh, another well, part of it is I'll, – I'll, I'll argue with you. Jalen Hurts can get hurt. You'll ever run the football. Jalen Hurts get hurt. Why would you want to put Jalen Hurts at risk? Jalen Hurts is our guy. Well, now, you he, don't necessarily believe that. I don't necessarily no. believe it. I think he's one of the tougher quarterbacks in the National Football yeah. League. But you know you're going to have the you and cry yeah. from the fan base. You can't do that. You can't let Jalen Hurts put his body at risk. We got to keep him healthy. The Eagles themselves, they so overemphasize health with the way they practice. You going to put Jalen Hurts at risk? Well, they oversize. They overemphasize health during the week, not on game day. They want Jalen Hurts to go win the game. Um, and I applaud them for that. Uh, and he's better at it. Um, so that's one. Number two is Devontae, AJ, Dallas Goddard. One of them's always open. You know, I've heard people complain Quez Watkins doesn't get the football. Who gives a lion you know what no he doesn't get the damn football because he doesn't deserve to get the right. football because the other guys are so good um it's the same thing as nicobe dean on defense there's yeah. a reason why nicobe dean's not playing because kaiser white and tj edwards are playing as well as they are it isn't because they're holding him back or they're afraid to put him in no the guys in front of them are just better and the same thing with quez yeah. quez nice guy we know you can get behind the defense but we're sorry uh, Devante and AJ Brown get open more often than you do. That's why they're going to get the football. The only, I don't get this obsession with numbers, stats, but I told you that I say it all the time. I told you the two categories the Eagles value, and that's it. Um, the one I've been getting this week is passing touchdowns because Jalen doesn't have a lot of passing touchdowns. Who cares? Right. Who cares? Why is Miles Sanders getting the ball? Why is Kenny Gainwell getting the ball? I mean, one of my favorite things, I can say this now, uh, because Doug uh, Doug Peterson um, uh, eventually said it on the record, but he first told us off the record, and we are having a big discussion. If you remember, Matt Collins was playing a lot at the time. I mean, playing a lot. And he didn't get a target. He didn't get, I mean, he didn't get a snip. And people would say, Mac Collins isn't getting the receptions. Mac. And looked at the person that shall remain nameless um, and said, he's the sixth freaking option. If, if you got, if I'm designing plays for Mac Collins, you guys should kill me. Now, he eventually said that on the record as well. Uh, it, it, I don't know what people think, but, you know, you don't go down to number six, all right? You don't go down to the sixth option. You're designing plays to get the football for A.J. Brown, for Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, in the passing game. Everybody else is getting fumes, Jody. Everybody else is getting fumes. Here's the reason why I brought up the uh, lack of yardage in the passing game for the guys coming out of the backfield. There's a reason by me pointing that out. Um, not that, oh, my God, how do they not do it? But it is what it is. And it's been what it's been to this point. And I would have to go through uh, all five game tapes, but I'm just doing it off the top of my head and uh, watching the game on TV, which I do. You're actually live at the game, so you can speak to this better than I can. It seems to me like they very rarely keep the back end for blocking purposes. 
that even though they've only got 60 some odd yards passing to the backs in the first five games, they're always in the pattern. It's just that Jalen Hurts is going elsewhere with the football and or falling it down and taking off and making a play with his legs. Like you said, that would be the better of the two options, which I agree with. Um, do you think this week with as good a pass rush as the Cowboys have, I think they're number two in the NFL with 20 sacks. Um, they keep a back in a little bit more often. And is that a strength for any of the Eagles running backs? No. Yeah, no. it's not, is um, it? That's part of the reason. I mean, yeah, they don't have good pass protection. That's kind of a lost art, by the way. There aren't many uh, good pass protectors anymore uh, as running backs. There's a few. Um, but, man, watch some old tape of Emmett Smith as a bad that's one of the things i said about emmett smith I, that guy was you know at the time it was emmett smith versus barry sanders everybody would say barry sanders was the best running back and i would always say it's emmett smith and i would say emmett is the best running back barry sanders is the best runner because emmett did emmett was great in pass protection it was a really good pass receiver too as an outlet receiver just a well-rounded player and obviously, and, they're both Hall of Fame players. But. And he had a nose for the end zone. Oh, yeah. When they got um, in close, you knew Emmett was getting it. You know he was getting into the end zone. That's why Aikman had so few touchdown passes. Yeah. He was, oh, Troy Aikman out of Hall of Fame. He doesn't throw touchdown yeah. passes. Well, if you had Emmett Smith and you got the ball yeah. at the six-yard line, what would you do with it if you were a coach? You just, hey, God, throw it, Troy, because we need to get you more touchdown passes? No, Emmett pounded home again. Yeah, and... uh you know, kind of a lost start. Miles isn't good at it. Kenny's probably a little bit better, but he's not good at it. Boston's you know, doesn't play, and when uh, he Trey Sermon just got here, um, no, I mean you're you you think they're going to save you for Micah Parsons? Right. He might but, he might uh, well, he might be. Let me, uh, uh, let me let me ask you the follow up question. Um, Dallas Goddard is so good at getting out yeah. and making plays in the pass game. Another player whose non-strength is blocking. You, we, we know that he's a great receiving tight end, but he he can block. We know that if they need him to block for running plays when they have him out there on the field, he's really good. They don't ever keep him in to add to the pass uh, protection. He's going out. If it's good. a pass yeah. play, he's going out. 19 out of 20 times. They almost never ask him to stay in. The Cowboys have had the ability, kind of like the Eagles against the Commanders, to get there with four. They don't need to bring a fifth to get to the quarterback. They're doing it with just their four. What if they go complete aggressive and they're bringing five? You're not keeping a back in. You just told me that. None of them are really good at it. I'm going to say they're not going to keep Goddard in there because they never do if Goddard is, if it's a uh, pass call and Goddard's on the field, he's going out. He's not staying in to help. Uh, you you leaving it all up to Jalen? You got to read the extra man and know exactly where he's coming from and avoid that to be able to throw the football? What do you do if the Cowboys are blitzing an inordinate amount of times on Sunday night, John? You could worry. I mean, it's Stan Quinn. I don't think you have to worry about that. But it, it by some you know, strange bolt of lightning. He turns into a different person overnight uh, and feels like he has to do something different. Um, 
yeah, then you 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 have all these, you know, and that's what the bubble screens were about last week about uh, about the blitz. Now I hope the Eagles coaching staff and that's Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen come up with a different plan um, than just constant throw it out to uh, the outside to see what happens. Um, that's that's more that I would put more on the coaching staff um, to have better. Uh, uh, blitz alerts in 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 the game plan but a you don't have to worry about that i mean dan quinn's dan quinn and he's it's going to be cover three and there's going to be you mentioned it he's trying to get home with four and it's about making things muddy for the quarterback uh reading coverage um and he's been very successful one thing about coaches they're not doing that they're not they're not practicing to do a certain thing Forget about this week, you know, through the summer, through the off season, and then showing up for one particular game day and throwing all that in the garbage and becoming a completely different guy. See, but that would impress the snot out of me. That would really show me something. You want to prove yourself the best coach on the planet. And do we were talking about Dan Quinn being one of the hot, the best uh, uh, candidates to get a head coaching job next year. Out of nowhere, becoming a blitzing team when you've been showing for years, not just here with Dallas, but prior to this and your head coaching spot and your assistant coaching spot in Seattle, he is a track record of Tritz trying to get there with four. Yeah, Coming and out and being uber aggressive against the Eagles with a blitz, pull that off, knock off an undefeated team. Yeah, you'll, 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 you'll well, be put you on might, a you, Payton I mean, as the you, hottest assistant coach out there. You might do it in a big spot. You know, you might do it. You, you certainly have. It's like Jonathan Gannon always says, you know, um, you know, everything is in the game plan. You might pull it out in a big spot. But if if you're expecting Dallas to be Arizona and blitzing 50 percent of the time, that's not what they do. So they're not going to change that. Now, if it's third and and and, and seven in the fourth quarter of a tight game here might come the overload and, and Parsons gets loose and you turn the football over that might happen. Um, but not the consistency of it. They're not changing their whole philosophy for one game. All right. Do me a favor. Look up uh I'm sure you know how to look this stat up percentage of uh, blitz plays team where they rank in the NFL. I'm with you. I, I know they're in the bottom half, uh, but I'd be interested to see if they're in the middle of the pack or if they're down there in the top five or six, because off the top of my head, and I don't watch every Cowboy game, every single snap, because I'm watching Eagles. Um, I, I would think that they're in the lower third of the NFL, but do me a favor, see if you can look that up. Maybe Maybe Quinn has been a little bit more aggressive because the Cowboys have got home second most in the National Football League. This yeah, they year, have I'm athletic sure. linebackers too. They well, obviously, people know uh, Leighton Vander Esch is still there, but they they picked up Anthony Barr, who can do it. Um, so maybe they're a little bit, and obviously, you know, technically, Mike Parsons is a linebacker, but. Uh, yeah, he's, and I, he's he, a I linebacker count. like Hassan Reddick is a linebacker. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they have the people who can do it. Um, 
but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about that. It's all. See I if you say. can tell me uh, what the uh, numbers are on how much they blitz so far this year, because that does scare me a little bit. They're a good defense. They've been able to get sacks. They do it the way they do it, and the Eagles don't have that alternative to try and adjust and go. Yeah, but we're so good on the outside. We've got such a good tight end if you keep the running back in, or we we have a guy who can make a play out of the backfield and turn it upfield and get us 25 yards on a screen or a flare pass. They never do that and keep Goddard in. Uh, the Eagles never add someone to the protection. Now, they've got the yeah, best well, offense in know, the NFL. That empty set has been very successful for them. That's part of the reason. And, and when you talk about um, um, – you know, Miles Sanders being split out, or maybe it's Kenny Gainwell, or maybe, you know, it's the extra tight end, whatever, and they're going empty. Um, you know, it's about spacing. It's about creating spacing for um, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. So that's their guys. Um, that's who the passing game is built on, and that's who the passing game should be built on. Um, and number two offense in the NFL. So I can't criticize uh, Nick Sirianni just yet for doing it the way he's doing it. When they go uh, empty backfield too tight, then I know at least they got a chance to have an extra blocker because his name's Jack Stoll. They're not, they're not worried about getting Jack into the pattern as the make the difference guy for them. He's going to stay in and try and make sure uh, the quarterback stays clean. All right, we're clearly going to take a timeout here, then come back with our, our bud, Mikey Miss, part of the Eagles postgame show right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We'll get a little Cowboys-Eagle talk going with Mike Missinelli next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at Drytech. 
At DryTech we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs, and then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. The Mac guys, McMullen and McDonald, joined by our bud from the Jacob Media Eagles post-game show down there at Oceans on Sundays. He's got the Sunday night gig this week uh, for the Cowboys and Eagles. Mike Missinelli, good enough to jump in for a couple of minutes here. And then how have you enjoyed your time down there at Oceans? Anyway, it's been a fun time. I had it missed last week because I got hit with this COVID. So, uh Unfortunately, I, I couldn't be down there last week, but it's really exciting down there. I mean, there's, a, there's so many people that are invested in the, in the results of the game that are behind us. It kind of gives the show a, a lot of life. So we're having yeah. fun doing it. I wonder why they're invested, Mike. They may have a, a shackle or two. It's really funny. We'll be in the middle of a, a really salient Eagles point, and we'll hear this roar that has nothing to do with anything except <laughs> for somebody's got money on this game on a big screen. That kind of throws you off, so you have to kind of like block all that uh, that noise out to do the show. All right. Well, if someone put money on there would be two – unbeaten quarterbacks in the NFL. There's only one unbeaten team, as Jody Mack pointed out to me, but there's two unbeaten quarterbacks, Mike Missinelli. And I'm sure you had Jalen Hurts and Cooper Rush as the two uh, You know, uh, Cooper Rush came out of nowhere for me. So, uh, like, you, you, <laughs> you, you can kind of believe that Jalen Hurts, you know, you looked at the schedule and you go, okay, if he if he if evolves, then, then maybe uh, they, they could be undefeated. That's what's really happened. The Cooper Rush thing is fun is interesting to me, John, because they they've kept it pretty simple for him, and um, he hasn't thrown an interception. A running game has helped that a lot. I, I think they've been strategical in the way they've used that that kid. But you know, it, it's like I, I don't know. I keep going back to this backup goalie theory. Eventually, the backup goalie, get, you know, he hits a wall. <laughs> and yeah. I'm thinking that maybe maybe this guy's eventually going to hit a wall, and, and hopefully it's this weekend, because I look at the, the line is astronomical for this game in favor of the Eagles. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier, Mike. Um, I use VegasInsider.com, which yes. has been very good to me for a long time. They opened this game at minus one. Eagles were only a one-point favorite. Now I'm banking on that all being Dak Prescott could play when it became rather obvious that Dak wasn't playing, it went to six. You don't see a line move five no, points from minus one to minus six. That just doesn't happen. Yeah, those lines get my attention too, Jody, when it happens like that. So uh, uh, it, it really is interesting. Now, that's great respect for the Eagles, but I, I don't think it's uh, 
great respect for the for the quarterback. I think people are just waiting for this kid to to, to hit some kind of a bad streak. Uh, and he's a journeyman. I mean, let's face it. So uh, that line tells me Eagles solid in this game. But you know, there's two dynamics to this game. It's whether this this banged up offensive line right now can withstand what they're going to throw at them. You know, they've pressured the quarterback very well. They've got the, what forced uh, the, the, the sacks or plus five on turnovers, whatever it is. Uh, to me, that's that's the key, whether they're going to be able to hold off Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence in this game. Um, you, you mentioned the backup goalie theory, Mike. Does that hold true for the Eagles as well? Where, where are we with Jalen Hurts? Because uh, well, I know where I am. But he, I, you know, he's yeah, he's beyond the backup goalie at this point. I think that he's uh, like he's frankly wowed me. To be honest with you, I, yeah, uh, I, he, I, he, I, he's made smart decisions and he's made assertive decisions. And um, listen, it helps when you have those kind of receivers and, and when you've had a balance with the running game that they've had. And their offensive line has really run block well, and, and anybody they've put in there has filled in admirably, John. So I. I think the fact that that he has grown leaps and bounds. I don't. I don't see that he's going to all of a sudden take this step backwards. I, th- I think his evolution has been pretty amazing and impressive to me. Mike, you and I uh, started covering this town about the same time, uh, late eighties, early nineties. So we've gotten to a lot of quarterbacks: Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb, Carson Wentz, now Jalen Hurts. He's a little bit different than any of them. Handles his business, says what he says the way that he says it, different than the other quarterbacks. Now, it's the toughest position in Philadelphia. Nobody is more scrutinized than the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Not the Flyers goalie, not the Sixers superstar, not the Phillies ace. The quarterback is more under a microscope than anybody else. You like the way Jalen Hurts handles his business both on and off the field? At first, I didn't, Jody, because I thought he was like too ultra serious, and, I, and I'm like real skeptical of these guys that are ultra serious because they're trying to convince themselves to be serious. But I think with him, it's it's kind of genuine. I mean, he's smart, uh, and that's one thing I, I I I really didn't take that much into consideration when I was evaluating. He's a smart guy. Like he like I'm watching uh, some highlight film. He knows exactly when to get down, when to avoid a hit, and, and like he's thinking in his head all the time about the, I compare him to Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz has no idea how to be smart <laughs> as a quarterback. And and this guy has really figured it out what he can't do, what he shouldn't do, what, what he can do. It's really pretty impressive to watch mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Uh, uh, and, and he's thrown the, but listen, he's improved measurably throwing the football. I, I didn't see that at all. I didn't see it in college. I didn't see it when he played early on with the Eagles uh, he's figured something out, and uh, I, you know, I, I give him a lot of credit. Uh, I was a skeptic, but like right now, I, I look at the guy. I go, I can't be a skeptic. He does, he does everything that they need to be done with this offense. Uh, Mike, if there is a path for the Cowboys this week, it it probably uh, is with the defense against the Eagles' banged up offensive line. You're a Penn State guy, so. Micah Parsons has turned into perhaps the most dominant defensive player in the NFL. Um, you know, he's dealing with a bit of a groin, but Jordan Mailata's banged up. We're going to see. I don't want to see Jack Driscoll uh, against Micah Parsons. I think Jack has done a tremendous job filling in, but this is a week you need Jordan Mailata back. Um, 
Demarcus Lawrence is is a very good player. If Dante Fowler kind of fits in as a pass rusher. Um, can Micah Parsons wreck this game? Yeah. <laughs> no question. <laughs> he can wreck the game right for that reason that, he, that you just said. Uh, they've been fortunate that these guys have come in. Now, a lot of that goes to Jeff Stoutland. I, he's just a, a pretty amazing offensive line coach. He's got everybody ready. But, you know, when you're coming in against a premier player like this, it's going to be interesting to see if they can hold it off. You know, they, the counter to that, though, is Hurts. And uh, the way he can dance out of there and make plays and just break their spirit. Uh, so it, it's going to be – it's like a give and take. you got to see uh, – First of all, it, whether Parsons does go crazy. The other thing is whether Hurts can can tend with that. Uh, so, you know, I I think the Eagles are superior in every way right now. The Cowboys. I, I think the line reflects it, and uh, I think uh, a hometown crowd on Sunday night is really going to help them. I don't see the Eagles falling here. You mentioned the hometown crowd. The Eagles, in one way, have had a little bit of a an extra boost in that they've had almost five home games. Uh, two at their place, but two on the road where they've taken over the uh, stadium from the other team's fans, which has been pretty damn impressive. I'll give them that. Uh, the only real home game they've had was, oh, and they, they had the home game in the deluge that was against Jacksonville. So they had the home game against the Vikings. How loud can this crowd get on Sunday night? I think it's going to get crazy. Yeah, it's funny. It's on the heels of this Phillies thing, too, which is like everybody's gacked up in this town. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's good. Listen, it's, it's Dallas week. I, I, as a sports talk guy, all these years, I always tried to downplay that Dallas week thing. Cause I thought, well, you know, Jody, uh, 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 like I thought that Eagle Eagle fan base gave Dallas too much credit. Like I, I, I loathe the fact that the, the Dallas was so much on our minds here that, you know, we were obsessed with them. And the fact that it matter was their franchise wasn't that viable. All that, all those no. years of being obsessed with them. So, uh, you know, the Dallas week, I've always tried to downplay as uh, they're not special, but you know, I was doing that for a reason, uh, but it still is what it is. Let's face it. And, uh, you know, on a Sunday night, a big stage like that, uh, this, fa- this fan base is going to be crazy. Yeah, certainly post Jimmy Johnson. And if you want to add Barry Switzer, yeah, they've given uh, the Dallas Cowboys way too much credit. Way probably. too much credit. Oh, my yeah. God. With the, the, the fear Dallas Cowboys, that fed right into them because we, you know, the Dallas, the Dallas people ignore us anyway. You know, they're all about, we're not a rivalry with you guys. The Giants are yeah. more of a rivalry with us. It used to really tick me off. So my counterplay was, I ignore you. <laughs> uh, true and and the cowboys have just not been to super bowls and the eagles uh, have gotten one in the w column over the last x amount of years i right, this specific uh, team dallas right now at four and one yeah a bit of a surprise uh we talked about it last hour cd lamb some people put cd lamb on a pedestal before the year started that he's yeah. the best wide receiver on either of these two teams I think as of right now, he's no better than the third best wide receiver. I'll take A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith over him. I don't know if I'm going that far, Jody. I'll go A.J. It's an an argument because – Yeah, it's an argument. I I like him a lot. He's impressive to me. But uh, the way these Eagles receivers blend together, uh, I I don't know what I say. Would I take C.D. Lamb over Devontae Smith? I don't. I wouldn't take him over AJ Brown. So I guess third on the pecking order would be just about right. Even though he's a pretty good player, I, I don't know if, if, if that's criticizing 
uh, him or not, because he's still a, a very good player. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, who are, are they going to? Um, are they going to play Slay on him? They don't uh, do that. Would they play Slay on him. Would they play Trayvon Diggs on AJ Brown? Would like how would how John do you think that Dallas would align here? Yeah, neither team uh, travels that much. So Trayvon doesn't travel that much. Darius can uh, if the Eagles want him to. And they might try to take uh, – I think the Eagles would be more apt to do it than the Cowboys. The Cowboys are – you know, I was talking before you came on, Dan Quinn, cover three guy. They're not going to move the pieces around that much. Plus, they have confidence in their safeties. They're playing well. Um, so I, I don't think you're going to see Trayvon Diggs travel – Plus, the Eagles have so many threats, you know, it, it, and you've seen it in the first five games. If you try to take uh, if you try to take AJ out of the game, they just go to Devontae. It could be Dallas Goddard. And it's been that week in and week out. I, I do because I want to bring up Devontae Smith for this reason. And I, I want both your thoughts as sports talk guys in this town. Typically, go back to the Brandon Graham draft. What do people do? Earl Thomas, Jason Pierre-Paul, for years and years and years. And I think it's ironic that Brandon outlasted both. But that draft, in theory, now it wouldn't have worked out that way because the Cowboys wanted Micah Parsons. And if they knew the Eagles were going to take Micah Parsons, they wouldn't have traded the pick. But fans don't necessarily know that. Are you a little bit surprised that Eagles fans haven't latched on to the we could have had Micah Parsons, or is it just because Devontae's so good? I think Devontae has a lot to do with that, John. I think, but you know, when you have a player uh, of that caliber, you, you're not thinking of the the guy that you lost uh, and lament the guy that you lost. Now, obviously, if, if Devontae Smith was was Jalen Rager. Oh, yeah. You, would, that you, would, have, you would have that conversation every day, but I really think it's mitigated the, the whole situation because uh, they really But as me. good as Devontae is, and I love Devontae as a player, as good as he is, he ain't Micah Parsons. That's kind of the point. Right? I'm, no, I'm he's not. So he's st- he's still a good enough player where you wouldn't think of lamenting the loss of Micah Parsons, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So Fair I enough. think that's the whole thing. Like if he wasn't as dynamic as he as he is, then, then you know how people are here. <laughs> they would they would absolutely latch on to that concept. The guy, this is a famous town for the guy you didn't take. Yeah, I mean, exactly. we, we were obsessed yeah. with it. Oh, yeah. they, and there are a lot that uh, merits that uh, continually yeah. beating it with a stick that yes. uh, they made the wrong pick. But and, and uh, here's yeah, the other factor in this game. I got to get it because I do the show with Seth Joyner, obviously. And when you do a show with Seth Joyner. Blitz, blitz, Mike, blitz. It, it's, un, it's unbelievable. It, like his, he, he, he gets spitting mad when the defensive coordinator is not aggressive as Seth thinks he should be. And it's hysterical. We sit there and just laugh at anymore. Um, so, so it, it'll be like I think last week he was afraid to pressure Kyler Murray, and um, but this is a different story. And I'm wondering, like he had some well-timed blitzes last week. Yeah. I'm wondering if this mindset changes with Cooper Rush as the quarterback, and he does get a little more aggressive in this game. By Mike, the way, I was just, I was just asking John about the flip side that I think Dallas might go the uber-aggressive route this week. Because the Eagles basically trust their front five. And they're going to keep their five. They never keep a back in. 
They never have Goddard chip. He's usually split out. So they say we're protecting our guy with five. And if anything comes, we'll have faith in him that he'll dance and get out of the way, maybe turn it upfield, make a play, or if not, extend the play. If Dallas goes uber aggressive, they might be able to get home on the on the Eagles on Sunday. I said Jordan will like it because it's aggressive, but he won't like it because it's the Cowboys. I think they're the team you got to watch out for. They the might, but Sunday. you know the risk there is Hurts uh, can burn you in a, in a situation like Good. that. Good, yeah. Super rush can't burn you in a situation like that. So if I'm a defensive corner, yeah. I probably do get more aggressive with that guy. Yeah, and 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 by the way, statistically, guys, the Eagles blitz more against Arizona than anybody else uh, this season. Uh, but they were blitzing for a different reason. They were blitzing to sort of keep Kyler Murray under control. Very. Uh, focus fashion rather than just pinning your ears back and going to get the quarterback. So it's kind of how you do things. Um, but yeah, I love Seth. I love the bat. It, it's always aggression. It's Mike, we're standing here with the number four ranked defense in the NFL. Now it's still a small sample size. It's five games, but you know, you have the second ranked offense. You have the fourth ranked defense, the special teams we should complain about. But I do think people, a lot of people lack context in that this is the modern NFL. It's difficult to play defense. There's 32 teams. You're fourth. That tells me they're pretty good on defense. Am I they're crazy? Good. They're good. Um, you know, it's, uh, and I looked at this, they, they, I, I looked at it, they added necessary pieces. They needed guys to play in certain positions. They, they did that. Uh, I always uh, look at it like, well, okay, that's good to fill in the position. Can they blend and become a cohesive defense? They've done that so far. I, I think the front four has really stabilized them and uh, allowed other guys. They, they, their corners have been really good. Uh, and they, they, you know, they throw guys in there now, like Josiah Scott and Epps. They haven't really missed a beat. And, and normally, you know, in the past, you've seen when you have to play backups, you get raked. And they have, they have not. Now, again – this is a. We looked at this, these two games, the Arizona and Dallas. All right, they're finally going to play better teams. Now they took one out in Arizona. I know a lot of people were freaked out at the end of that game, but you know they were pretty much in control. So, so here comes the, the other team that is supposed to be tough, and they're and they're a six point favorite in the game. So, like I say, I they're good. I can sit back and say yeah. they're good. Now, all right, can they win the Super Bowl? Who knows. I, I didn't have that thought at all coming into this year. Uh, but, you know, Nor should you have. No, 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 no. Who did? Jody. Well, you no. were looking for value, though. So yeah, I give you credit. I value the Eagles to be in the yeah. Super Bowl. You did? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is good. I, I could see. Can they, can they be 10 and 0? Oh, yeah. I, oh, I mean, yeah. That's, that's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. And, um, and, and it is helped by the schedule. I get it that it's helped by the schedule, but I, I'm looking at who's better than them right now. In, well, in who's NFC. good, though, Mike? I yeah, mean, nobody's really right good. now. Somebody has right to come out of the second. NFC and be in the yeah. Super Bowl, yeah. J-Mac. Somebody no, no, has no. to get there. They're not going to change the rules and go, well, you know the AFC is that much better. So why do we have two AFC teams in the Super Bowl? They're not changing the way they do it on the fly. No, somebody's coming out of the NFC yeah. to be in the Super Bowl, and I think it could be the Eagles. Well, yeah, well, I agree. At this, at this point, I'm 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 in too. I usually laugh at people that, that go to the Super Bowl this early in the season, but I, I look at that and go, oh wow. I guess like who 
Who are they overmatched with at this point? Yeah, nobody. Well, not and the that's NFC. The, the people talking about the schedule. Yeah, before the season, we thought the Giants uh, were awful. Well, they're four and one. I'm one of those people. I, I, I still don't believe in the Giants. Uh, the Cowboys are four and one. All of a sudden, the NFC East, the number two seed right now in the NFC is Minnesota. The Eagles waxed them. Yeah. So who can they play to these critics and say, oh, that's a good win? Who? I mean, Kansas City and Buffalo. That's it. Hey, listen, Green Bay's coming up, I guess. But I don't Giants know what, beat Green are, Bay. What are they? I don't know what yeah. they are. Yeah. So, uh, no, you're right. I, I think the Giants go down this weekend, by the way. It'll kind of end that little romance with the Giants. Yeah, tricky game for the Giants this week. All right, um, Mikey Miss, uh, when you look at the NFC's yardage leaders in passing this year, some recognizable names, Josh Allen first, Justin Herbert second, Tom Brady third, Pat Mahomes fourth. Yeah, everybody knows about him. Seventh would be Jalen Hurts. Not bad. He's in the top seven of yardage passing so far. Would you like to guess who's number five? After Allen, Herbert, Brady, and Mahomes. It's not it's not Cooper Rush, is it? No. It's not Daniel Jones, is no, it? No, but it's a very <laughs> recognizable name here in Philadelphia. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz would be number five in the NFL no. in passing yards. That's the flimsiest stat I've ever heard. Yeah. That's stats. why it's a worthless stat, Jim. It's a, it's a flip. It's such yeah. a flimsy. Meanwhile, he's putting those numbers up, and his his coach is throwing them in the trash pit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the this guy week. brings out more negative emotions on people that are around him than I've ever seen. I don't yeah. know what it is. Um. I, 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 okay, Jody brought up a, a stat that's kind of, as you pointed out, the, the head coach just said, uh, you know, threw him under the bus. Um, here's the one I've gotten this week, Mike, so I want to run this by you. I've started getting this. Jalen Hurts doesn't throw passing touchdowns, and that's a problem. Why is that a problem? Who cares other than fantasy football players? Why, why would anyone care – this is the second-ranked offense. Okay, they run it in, typically. It's still six points last time I looked. Why does it matter, the aesthetics of the touchdown? I, I, it doesn't matter to me, John. That's a good point. I think what people look at is the, the, the strike touchdown. Uh, you, you know, getting close is one thing, but when you throw for, like, a 28-yard touchdown pass, like, they, they haven't seen that from him. They see it from other quarterbacks, so probably that's why they – they back off a little bit, but you're right. But if their offense is good enough to get down there and run the football in, what's the difference? You know, he's, he's had to make some completions to get to that spot is the way I always look at it. Another thing that I've been dealing with uh, on the phones, Mikey, with Eagle fans, I think just unfairly critiquing has been the use of Jordan Davis. The Eagles aggressively moved up to get him number one pick, blah, blah, blah. Every time he's in there, in the limited amount, limited amount of snaps, he, he seems to make a play. Why aren't they playing him more? Why isn't he I, in on every snap? I don't know. For some reason, listen, they, I always look at it like they know more than me. They exactly. see him in practice, whatever. And and, and at this point, they're just a little afraid of him for whatever reason. And so they'll, they'll pick their spots with him, and they think that's the right way to handle it. So I, I'll defer to them, but I have the same thought. He looks like a dominant player when he's in there. Now, maybe – 
they think he can't be a dominant player for consecutive plays or a lot of plays. Uh, and they see that he's not in that kind of shape where they can really rely on him on a regular basis. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm not there. And that they have coaches. Well, it's not the first time we've questioned a coach's use of a player, right? <laughs> and I, I always go, they must know more. I mean, you go back to the, to the, uh, what was the, who was the wide receiver who was great in practice? And they go, what? Paul Turner. Paul why did not he play more? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like guys that, or the guy from Old Dominion, who, whose name escapes uh, me. Travis uh, Fulgham. Uh, yeah. 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 And there's always that guy. But, they, you know, I go, they, they must see something I don't. Here's, here's where I'm with you, but I'm against you, Mike. I'll second guess a coach and usage and the like, but then you got to check the results. And Jordan Davis is like ranked as one of the best defensive tackles all five weeks that he's played so far. If the results are there, then I'll go, well, then they're wrong and I'm right. But the results are there. He's grading out well. Eagles defense is grading out well. It sounds like to me they got their finger on the pulse of how to use them. Yeah. I I don't know. If if you grade out really well in five plays, um, that's a small sample size they're probably looking at and say, well, if I played in 15 plays, he wouldn't grade out that high. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's a good point, though. I think he'll eventually be a, a, a very important. Yeah, he's player. got a role right now. He's a yeah, run and, and, stopper, and they're, and they're, and they're yeah. five and zero. Oh, so yeah. I go, yep. all right. Well, yeah, I can't run. I can't sit here and complain why Jordan Davis isn't playing. Well, one, uh, Brandon Graham is playing less than he ever has uh, at thirty-four, coming off the Achilles tear, but he's also playing as well as he ever had. I think part of that is because they've limited his reps. Uh, the depth they have Jordan Davis and, and the same thing to a lesser degree with N'Kobe Dean. Cause you have certain fans saying, why is N'Kobe Dean not on the field? Well, TJ Edwards is playing like TJ Edwards. Kaiser White's playing well. So why, I guess why the impatience Mike with, with young players, especially when you're five and oh, and the, the veteran players are, are, are performing at a high level. No, no, it's Jets question for Jody. Why yeah. are you impatient, Jody? <laughs> All right, yeah, go ahead. Put it on me. I'll, uh, I'll eat it. That's, that's go ahead, some patient. I'm not hearing from a lot of fans that are impatient. Understood. All right, uh, Mike, uh, last one for me. And readily admit <laughs> that this is a fluid situation. It's something that changes on almost a weekly basis, but uh, that's what we do as sports talk guys, and uh, we deal with it on our, our phones and the like. On a scale of zero to 10, zero being why the hell is he still here? Ten being, yeah, that's how many year contract extensions you should get. What kind of a grade are you giving Howie Roseman for the off season he's had this year up until the five and zero record they go into the Cowboy uh, game this week with? Um, I'm always reluctant to go all in on him, and uh, I, go I all in, I, Mike. Go I, all. Yeah, in. I guess I don't have a defense right now. I mean, there have been so many mistakes he's had to cover up, but he's covered it up well. So I guess if you're five and zero oh and you're a six point favorite on a Sunday night against the Cowboys, I've got to give him at least an eight, right? Yeah, he pushed all uh, yeah, the right buttons I mean, this offseason. Has him now. Yeah, I, I, I've always been reluctant to go all in, but the way he's filled in things and the way he's covered up for 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 mistakes, we have a tendency to forget the mistake when everything's going well oh, yeah. and everything's going well right now. So he, I'm at an eight. Yeah. That's a fair grade. Now it could go up or it could go back down, depending on how the game goes. All right, you kind of told us you're leaning this way. Eagles going to win this week against the Cowboys. 
Uh, the number is up to six, which it started at one and went to six. It should be close to that. Might be a little heavy right now. Um, what do you read into the line? Do you think I, I you know, I, I read that that's a total Eagles line. Okay. Uh, I'm stunned by it. It's so easy to take the Cowboys in six that I always go the other way. Uh, when it's too easy, it's a trap. I need the Eagles win and cover. And, uh, it, it seems the, that's the way the line is played all week. Mikey, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on boys. It was funny. Cause it was like that last night with the Phillies. I looked at the Phillies and I go, the, Wheeler, the the, fit, the Braves are minus 140 with Wheeler going. Yeah. And, and the way that game played out, I'm going, okay, well, it's probably – and there you go, know, something happens and, and then Braves win going away. Uh, it, it, the line never lies to you, Jody. Well, you know what? You know what I thought last night's line was? Braves can't lose two in a row. So we got to make the Braves a favorite because when the Phillies got the well, first yeah, one, probably coming out with, with Wheeler. Split. Well, minus 140 with Wheeler got my attention. I went, Wow. I can see 125, 140. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope that's you a can. different sport. That's been Philly's 365. We'll, we'll talk about there it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey Mitz, always a pleasure, buddy. Give our right, regards thanks, to Mr. Yeah, good luck uh, reeling in said yeah. joiner on Sunday night if the Eagles aren't yeah. aggressive enough. It, it, there's going to be some black talk. Yeah. I can't fight it. it, it no. Fighting him is like, it's like an immovable force. Don't you know, even... you just can't. You go. <laughs> All right, whatever. Wait, well, I'll let you go. Go ahead. I'm Don't not going to challenge you. <laughs> Mikey, thanks for coming on. Counterpunching with us today. Appreciate it. Great All right, night. guys. Take care. Thanks, Mike, Mike. Missinelli, part of the outstanding Jacob Media YouTube show, post-game show down at Ocean. That's right, <laughs> yeah, every, Ocean. Every, where every Jan, week. John and I hang here at Ocean's every single week. Yes. Missinelli actually gets a cocktail out of the deal. We don't. Uh, waitress, can I get? Oh shoot, no waitress again. Yeah, All right, they so got a nice I... setup down there. Meanwhile, I got to find yeah, some some broom closet at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, haven't hopefully. been, but it looks like it's a great setup on uh, the shows on Sunday here on the yeah. Jacob Media YouTube channel. All right, Mac and Mac coming back. We need to put a bow on the show. Do us a favor. Go ahead and hit that like button before you get out of here. Before you check out, start your day. Give your boys Mac and Mac a little love. Hit that like button. We'll come back and do just that. Put a bow on the show here on Bird Street 65. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. 
Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Sunday night at Lincoln Financial Field in the big game uh, between the Eagles and the Cowboys. All right, John, we talked uh, maybe more than we usually do about the line. And when I say the line, I don't mean offense or defense. I'm talking about wagering. Um, the fact that it moved as much as it did. I know Mikey uh, Miss enjoys talking to it. I've been enjoying listening to him talk about it over the last several decades. Um, I'm going to stick a line on you, McMullen. And under over, are you ready? Shoot. All right, which, oh, by the way, the under-over, much like the line, started at 51 this week, opened at 51, down to 42 and a half. So they they just put out a bad opening line on this game this week, and they've adjusted it correctly. Here's my under-over for you. Seven and a half. Under and over, Philadelphia Eagles listed as rest today for today's practice. Will not be participating because of rest. They got to have the biggest rest number week in and week out in the National Football League. This yeah, that's again, their good, philosophy that's a, of that's uh, that's a good number, Jody. Uh, you're good. You're better than uh, you're better than uh, Vegas. Vegas that yeah. that that original number was awful. Uh, like I said, the Eagles should have been favored with Dak Prescott without Dak. Pretty significant favorites as well. Um, Seven and a half. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. This is a under big game. Seven and a half. It's, huh? it's probably be seven. <laughs> All right. The Givens are Kelsey, Isaac, uh, Fletcher, uh, Lane. Usually, well, will they will they put Lane in there just because everybody else is going to be resting and or partial participant they ask you know i think i think i think the walkthrough might change a little bit as well um you know that they sort of had a built-in walkthrough but it'll be very close um i'm not confident going under 
Okay. I, I will say that. I would but... I would lean toward the other because that's just the Eagles. They're very protective. Yeah. And it's been for the most part effective. They got all these injuries now, but again, just like I'm not going to blame the injuries on the fact that they weren't up to speed and didn't practice enough. Same way I'm not gonna give them credit when, oh my God, look at that, no injuries. It's because they don't practice. Man. There's only so much of an influence on it. I, I well, I and, and here's here's uh, another part to it as well. Um, guys like Dickerson or Sayamalo, who would be cat candidates, they're going to be listed with the injuries, so they're not going to be listed. Kelsey as well is is going to be listed with an ankle injury, so he's right, not going to be. He's not going to so be. You don't think they're going to go from being um, partial participants to no participant oh, no. at all? No, they're going to be partial participants. I'm saying they're not going to be listed as partial part as limited participants because of rest. They're going to be listed as limited participants. In Kelsey's case, the ankle. And say Amala's case, the ankle well, and Dickerson—they're they all. Rest, do they even participate? Yeah, they're limited. When they get rest, they're limited. They do individual stuff. Most of those guys. Okay, all right. Uh, the most of them are are limited participation, and they will list it as rest. So typically, Jason Kelsey would be a limited participant. He do individual drills, and they would list him as rest so even this when week, he's even when he's resting he's dressed and out there and yeah, doing something yeah if nothing oh, yeah. else just walking around oh yeah they're okay. out there doing doing something so that that helps that they're so banged up that helps you go under because kelsey's one right off the bat that's always on that list but he won't be on it this week because he's on it because of the because of injury. Entry. All right. Yeah. You might be right. It might come in at under seven and a half. All right. Uh, tomorrow will be a good one. The football Friday always is. Cowboys coming up. <clears throat> should be great. Um, we'll have our uh, buddy from Dallas on. He's come on with us before. Done a nice job. John Mashoda is the beat guy for the athletic for the Dallas Cowboys. And he's joined us here on Birds 365 before. Gives you a good perspective. Not a homer. He's not just going to come on here and sing the Cowboys praises because they're the Cowboys. He calls it down the middle, which is the kind of guys that we like. We don't want to get uh, homers or, or haters. Uh, we like objective guys, and I think Mashoda is just that. So uh, if you want a good Cowboy perspective, be here uh, with us tomorrow because John Mashoda from The Athletic is going to join us. Uh, partner, have a good day over at practice. I'm back here tomorrow morning. You in? Let's do it. Football Friday, 6-0. Uh, around the corner, Jody McDonald. That's why you got to love McMullen, though he is day-to-day. -day. He answers the bell on almost every single day. Almost. Even when he didn't get any sleep coming back from Arizona, he was here and he'll be here tomorrow, as will I. We'll be back with John Birds 365 in 2-2. Two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.